Hi, I'm Steph. And this is Christine. We warmly welcome you to the Firing Up Faith and Family podcast. Listen in to learn scriptures on strengthening your family and perspectives to deepen your faith. Then visit firingupfaithandfamily.net for show notes and to continue the conversation with us. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Firing Up Faith and Family. I am here with Steph, as usual, and today uh, we have a special guest joining us. Her name is Kristen Stewart, and she is a homeschooling mom here in Canada. So, yay, we got another Canadian in the house. (laughs) And just to keep you up to date, we have started a new series. And we've been talking all about testimonies. And I believe I mentioned this in the last episode, but I'll say it again. Uh, The reason why we felt this was going to be beneficial, not only to you, our listeners, but it's already been an incredible blessing to us, just being able to share our stories and to hear stories from others about what God is doing in their lives. And and this is what we want to do. We want to share these stories with you and with the hope that you know you're going to be encouraged in whatever area of life you're going through right now and you know maybe maybe you're not going through anything right now but maybe down the road and then you'll remember I you know hey I remember hearing about this person going through this kind of similar situation and then hopefully Mm -hmm. you'll be able to come back and listen to one of these great episodes And so, yeah, we've got Kristen here who's going to share her testimony. Why don't you take it away, Kristen? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Tell us a little bit bit about yourself and then uh, tell us what God's been doing in your life. Okay. Well, my name is Kristen. I am an RCMP wife and I have two daughters that are 11 and 9 who I have homeschooled for the last six years, their whole homeschooling career I guess you'll say and we live on a little island right now in in New Brunswick called Graham and Ann so that's kind of who I am and where I am in Canada and yeah I'm excited to be here sharing with you guys today so I think I'm going to share a little bit about how my upbringing in a Christian home has shaped how I am as a parent and what I I guess what the mission that God has really put in my heart for kids. So I I think that's the direction we're going to go. There's a few different things I could share. I know God has been so faithful in my life and I've seen his hand in so many areas in my adult life that, that I could share about, but I think that this really is an important part of who I am and what I do comes from how I was brought up and the, the circumstances, you know, of my upbringing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's what we're going to talk about. (laughs) So yeah. And you know, the great thing is, is that every little part of our, our, you know, big story has shaped us to into who we are today. Mm -hmm. And, and like I was sharing with you before, you know, we, we just, just so you listeners know, we always have a little powwow before and, uh, kind of spoiled that way so we get to get the extra blessings from that kind of conversation Mm -hmm. but just sharing your little story even you know when you don't think it's significant 
could be the one thing that someone needs to hear. So, and, you know, we're always praying for everything that we we share on here, that it is a blessing. And so we're trusting the Holy Spirit to guide our conversation today. And we're so blessed that you can share your story. And I, I will say, I really feel one of the things about testimony is not just, I mean, hearing it is great. It's great for people to share their testimony so that other people can hear it and be inspired and just know all the different ways that God works in, in people's lives. But it's also about getting the opportunity to say your testimony out loud, which I think is really, really beneficial in our walk for God. It's like just one of those praise and worship things. Um, now, I love the praise and worship where we do music and, you know, especially in a in a congregation and singing together. I sing a lot by myself, too. But it is it's a form of worshiping God, being able to share far and wide. Right. It, like, isn't that True. kind of the, the, the Great Commission? You know, go tell everybody about about Jesus, about who he is and, and what he does and what he does for us today, what he did way back then, what he does for us today. Um, and what he's going to do in the future. So I think that's why testimonies are so important. So it's, mm-hmm. so we've had the two, two episodes on testimony. I shared mine, uh, Christine shared hers. And for the rest of this series, for however long we find people to share testimonies, we're going to have other people on. So Kristen is our first guest, I guess. Mm-hmm. We'll say for the, for the testimony series and expect several more. So yes. Um, yeah, Kristen, so you go ahead and share. You just go off and share about God. I like what you said about the worship because I love to like sing and not not publicly, but I like to <laughs> sing in my house. And one of the songs I really like, you know, it says the lyrics are something like to tell you my story is to tell of him. And mm, I've oh, always nice really internalize that with sharing some of the things that have been tougher, like my Mm -hmm. struggles with my anxiety and my panic disorder that I've really thought I just need to share this because it's part of sharing about what God has done for me and tend to let people see him is to let people see my story and what he's done for me. So I like, Mm -hmm. I like that you said that about worship. So, and it is important for us to, to, to be able to praise God by sharing what he's done in our lives I think so yeah I was really fortunate because I was born into a family of believers my grandparents and aunts and uncles and mom and dad and so I was really lucky to grow up in church and in a family that believed in God and went to church together and I even had the luck if you want to call it of getting to go to a Christian school my mom and dad put my sister and I into a Christian school when I was in grade six and my sister was in grade four. We switched over to attend a Christian school that we went right until grade 12. So I graduated from there. My graduating class was only 10 people. (laughs) So it was a really (laughs) small, (laughs) small Christian school, three boys, seven girls. Mm -hmm. But most of us had been in school together since we were in grade six. A few people had come and gone, but we really got to form bonds. And we really got to spend a lot of time learning. We had a Bible class that we had every day. And then like Wednesdays, we would have chapel and we would, I remember me and my best friends, like at lunchtime, we would have our own little prayer meeting in 
in the sanctuary would just get together with our Bibles and pray. And so we really, church and God and salvation all felt very real to me when I was in high school and junior high, went to youth group. Basically, my whole life was kind of immersed in church culture, we'll say. And I would have said at that time that I had a really strong faith in God and that's what I would have said at that time. But the thing is that it was never really tested because my whole circle around me was the same. So I never really had to question anything or test that faith or figure out why I even believed that because just everyone I ever spent time with had the same beliefs. And then I graduated and I went away to university and that was no longer the case. I had, you know, one or two Christian friends that I met at the university, but all of a sudden I'm faced with all these different things that I had never been faced with. And I really had to start and think about, well, why am I not doing this? Or why, why am I making these choices? Why do, why do I believe these things? How do I know it's true? And there was, I'm going to say six or seven years where I just kind of stopped living a life for God, stopped going to church and reading my Bible and just, I don't want to say explored, but just basically looked for answers for all those questions. And it was, I was in my mid twenties and I was already in my career before, before I kind of came back to to the faith that I was brought up with. And really a lot of it was those friendships. So even though, you know, Christian school can't save you and couldn't save, couldn't save me and couldn't save my peers, it did give me the, that root knowledge and it did give me the friendship. So my two best friends, I know that they prayed for me through all those years. They were still my close friends. We still kept in touch. And it was actually at one of their houses that I went to stay with for a few weeks in the summer. Her husband is a pastor and I was at, still, I got to spend like two weeks in their house. I was 25 and I didn't have a boyfriend or anything, but she was married and she had a daughter and another one on the way. And I got to go and stay with them and see what <clears throat> like that looked like a Christian family. And I got to go to church with them and listen to him speak. And I was just sitting there in the pew. She wasn't even with me. She was downstairs in the nursery, sitting there by myself. And I just remember starting to cry. And I like really felt like I could feel God saying to me, like, daughter, enough. Those were the two words I just kept feeling like I was hearing, like, that's enough. Enough of what you've been doing. You know the truth. Like, the truth is rooted in your heart. And it is time to come, turn back, like to turn away from these things and come back. And I went and I went and bought myself a new Bible and a new journal. I just wanted a fresh start. Mm. And I started really just like studying the Bible for myself, which I had never really done. I had read it, you know, I would follow reading plans and I would read it, but I never really studied it for myself, like to figure out what it meant and to understand what it meant to the original you know, the original hearers. And, you know, so I really just started studying it for myself. And I just have always felt so thankful that I felt like God really sought me out in that time. And I felt so thankful. I feel so thankful that he did that and that I was able to 
turn away from the worldly ways that I was living and turn back Mm -hmm. to following God. And I feel like he was preparing me because so many things that came after that, I, I don't know how I would have managed if I didn't have a close relationship with him. I feel like that was him, like all that needed to happen so that on all that, even that time away of not understanding what I, why I believed and the questioning that had to happen so that my faith was strong and firm for when all the real trials came in adulthood that I would not have a, that I would not waver, like that I would be able to stay confident in my faith in him, even when other things were, seemed like they were falling apart. (laughs) And that is like one of the things you said, like my faith was not tested. And it's, you know, we see that it's actually a few times in the Bible, isn't it? About we need to go through tough times, even as a really strong believing Christian, we need to go through tough times. Otherwise, we are not going to, we're not going to really realize, for one thing, we're not going to realize the strength of God, right? In our weakness, there we find mm-hmm. his strength but there but there is so much that we get just from going through these trials and still staying strong and and i think throughout throughout my walk which has only been in my adult life it there's still that sort of like baby christian time and you're right and no matter how how long that is and i sometimes think it's it would have been so great to grow up in a christian family right i would have had that a lot more of a foundation. I likely would have, wouldn't have had the really rebellious and yeah, very wild kind of teenage years. And actually even my early twenties, very, very just, I don't know. I, I, what I see now though, that I didn't see then was I was trying to find God and I didn't know that's who I was trying to find, but I see that now. And just at, you know, sharing that kind of, that part of your story, Kristen is, is one of those things I think a lot of people can relate to like the growing, the growing up Christian, you knew it all. And you almost didn't even realize that you didn't really have a very deep faith until, you know, Mm -hmm. you get in a situation, Mm -hmm. especially as your university experience, right? Well, now you're in a situation where there's all these different, different opinions about the way the world is. And if you didn't have that challenge when you were younger, it's like, well, now, well, now you've got to try to experience that. Mm-hmm. Now. I was just going to say that like teenage me would have never thought that I had a weak faith or that I, mm-hmm. you know, that I would have said I would never be swayed or never be tempted, but I didn't know because I'd never experienced it. Yeah. And I think this is, it's a, it's an important thing to remember why we go through trials. And I mean, I personally like to, feel a little bit proud of myself when I overcome these things because they've brought me closer. One, they brought me closer to God. And two, my faith is stronger. And when I look back at my life, and I sort of had a similar experience as well, grew up Christian, you know, you can't tell me anything. I'm not going to stray from God. And what happens when I ended up in college and university? Yep. Totally out there in the world until God stepped in and said, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. It's probably used a little bit different words that he did with you, but same (laughs) kind of message. Like you need to make your decision because you're either 
walking with me or you're walking without me. And very quickly you realize I don't want to be walking without God. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I changed. It was a dr- drastic moment in my life where I had to just cut certain people out, cut certain things out. And I stayed, I've stayed true, but I mean, God is gonna, God is gonna test us because if we're going to say that we are followers of Christ, he wants to know who's actually meaning that. And so these are why he sends the trials because again, we're faced with that decision. Okay. I've got to this point in my life. I've got to this point in the road. Am I going to keep going or am I going to go someplace else? And that that's the test. It's always about, okay, am I going to lean on God for this or am I going to choose my own way of dealing with this? And, you know, everybody's journey is different. Sometimes we choose the wrong path and then we have to go like an Israelite way, roundabout mm-hmm. way <laughs> back to God. And, you know, I always try to remind myself that, you know, the easier, even though it may not seem easier <laughs> to us, because sometimes it's hard. Sometimes those trials are very, very hard. But it is still, when I look back, it is still easier to take that hard road with mm-hmm. God than it is to do it in our own way. So <sighs> mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad that tr- I'm glad for the trials. Mm-hmm. not happy back, about it but glad <laughs> I think back to like and I honestly it's so long ago now it's hard to remember but that faith that I would have had as a 17 year old that was so easily shaken when it met when it met any kind of adversity like I'm so thankful that that wasn't the faith that I still had when I was 30 yeah. when real adversity right? came because yeah. it broke so easily like I don't even know where I would be now because exactly right. I married a police officer. So then we ended up having to move completely away from our support system. Like before, well, basically we had never lived near our families after we were married. We had, you know, had our kids and didn't live anywhere near anyone to help us. And Sophie, my youngest, so she's nine. When I was pregnant with her, we moved. So when she was born, we we were in a brand new community that we didn't wow. know anybody. So I had a just barely two-year-old Haley turned two five days before Sophie was born. I had a barely two-year-old and a newborn baby, no one that I knew well enough to ask for help. And my husband worked a dangerous job and was never home. He was gone all night. So she would, she didn't sleep. So he would work till six in the morning. He would come home and go to bed and she wouldn't have slept yet. So I wouldn't have slept yet either, but then Haley would be up. So I was just running on no sleep. And my mental health really, really hit like rock bottom. Like I had severe postpartum anxiety. It was terrible. Like I can't even describe how bad it was. I was not functioning very well. And I often thank God that I didn't have older kids because they have no recollection of it. Haley was only two. She doesn't remember that time. Mm. But I remember so many times, like I would just have to pull over on the side of the road crying and I'd just call out to God, like, please help me. Like a lot of times that was the only thing I could even pray was like, please help me. And I would go to church and I would be crying in church. And I was just such a mess. And I remember thinking I can see how people who don't have faith 
can get to those terrible, mm. you know, decisions that they just want it to be over because I, you know, other it's than true. my faith in God, like I can't see a, a way out of this. Like I kept thinking like, is this what I'm going to feel like now for the rest of my life? Is this, is I'm 30. Is this just what it's going to be like now forever? <laughs> am I going to have to feel like this forever every day? And so I am so thankful that I didn't have that shaky faith because mm. I could see why I could see the appeal in leaving your family and running away. That seemed logical to me in the headspace yeah. that I was at, except yeah. for God, except for my faith in yeah. God telling yeah. me, no, stay. Like you need to stay. You made a commitment and knowing that I could reach out to him in those times and call out to him. And it didn't come, you know, he didn't fix it right away. He didn't, it didn't immediately get better just when I asked for help, but I at least felt his presence when I would ask for help. I didn't feel so alone and I didn't feel so hopeless. I felt like, you know, there was reason to keep going. There was hope. I wasn't by myself. He was with me. And so I feel like those earlier trials in my twenties had to happen so that I would have a strong enough faith to lean on him through those times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had a similar experience and it actually came with my set. Well, technically my third, but I had a big 13 year gap between my first and my second. Um, so, so I, my older one was pretty much, I'm not sure if he was gone out of the house by then, but anyway, I had a three-year-old and then a newborn and it was, I'd really only, it was only the three years that I, that I had known God at that point. Um, and, and it was definitely still an exploring and getting to know, even just getting to know the word, right. Was, was big, big at that time, but it was a shaky faith. And I would say at that time, I actually did end up, you know, after my last child was born, then about six months, I just stopped going to church. I didn't feel like anybody, you know, at church was really helpful for me felt like it was a waste of time going on Sundays. And I wouldn't say that I completely abandoned God, but, um, or, or that I didn't believe in him, but I do wonder that. So when you tell your story, the first thing that came to mind was, did you get frustrated or angry or maybe even just confused? Like, where is God? Like, God, why aren't you helping me? Like, did you experience that in that time, Kristen? Yeah, I did. I had a lot of really dark nights <laughs> with, mm. by myself with a crying baby and just alone yeah. all night, you know, awake and alone all night. I definitely had a lot of dark times. But another interesting thing, like God had us so far away from our families, but because we were the time zone, the time change was a little bit helpful because I would be awake in the middle of the night and one of my Ooh. best friends would be getting up early for work. So sh- it was, if it was like three o'clock for me, it was like six o'clock for her and she was up. So she would say, mm. call me. So I would call her or, you know, text with her or something. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely times where I was like, why is God letting me go through this? I did feel like mm-hmm. that a lot um, over mm-hmm. the years because it wasn't 
just that, like I had that battle when she was a baby that got really bad and then got better. And then we moved again and then it got really bad again. And Mm. so it did kind of, it went up and down and I did kind of wonder like, why is this happening again? Mm -hmm. But since then, like I've been able to share about it. I shared about it at a women's conference and I've tried to be really open about it, even just on my social media. And I've had different people, family, younger family members, and just different people actually come to me and say, like, thank you for sharing. Like, can you help me get help or something and then I felt like that not justified it but Mm -hmm. you know gave purpose to maybe that's why God let that happen so that I could help other people Mm -hmm. to be able to go through that come out of the other side and then just be this voice of yeah you know what I went I went through that and I felt all those things you're feeling right if you kind of talking Mm -hmm. to somebody personally about it and you know I'm at I'm at the other side here to tell you that, and I kind of think for myself, like, I don't think I would ever, ever be down in that depressed kind of thinking like, like I was those many years ago, but I'm always on guard. (laughs) Like I'm always, I'm always very aware. I've got one of those think on good thoughts scriptures, right? So from Philippians, mm, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's such a small book. It's in Philippians, read the whole book and you'll find it. It's Philippians four somewhere, I think about think, think on those things that are true, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious on the best, on the beautiful, on things to praise so that your heart and mind will be, will be filled with the peace from God. I probably don't have that. I actually, you know, created it from about three or four different versions. I kind of created the wording that really worked best for me. So if you look that up, I mean, that's sort of my scripture that is, oh, thank you, Christine, uh, Philippians 4, 8, and 9. And uh, see, I see, sh- I should really know that when I'm not good about remembering like the scripture, I'm pretty good at, at I've got some key scriptures in my, in my mind. And I think, uh, so I'll ask you, like, what was that for you? Did you find that thing. Cause that's what I do now. I did not do that back then when I was, when I was in a state where I was depressed more, I just, I was so young in my Christian life. I just, it, it wasn't in me to do that, I guess. But now I think that is my weapon, right? The armor of God. I've got the sword of the spirit all, always ready out and constantly throughout my day. I mean, I'm saying scripture, but, but I've got those few key ones in my mind. Is that you know, and maybe if you have any other, you know, I'll ask you first, if that's something you ever, that, that helped you, but was there any other things that helped you in, in your walk when you were kind of getting out of the, the pit of despair, as I sometimes call it for myself? I know I have definitely called it a pit and I've called it a prison. It Mm -hmm. felt like a lot of different things. I definitely felt, I kind of thought in my head about Peter walking on water and how when he stopped looking at Jesus, he would sink. And so uh, Mm. that's how I kind of thought about it for myself. When I start Mm -hmm. to look to other things, when I start to look to Netflix or something to pass Mm -hmm. my time, or when I start to feel anxious, I would look for distractions, then I just start to sink. But if I can keep my eyes on God, then... I can feel, I feel better. And so I would Mm -hmm. put scripture 
around the house in key areas, like right above my dish sink, because what mom's not standing at her kitchen sink all day. It's so true. Different scripture there and by the kitchen table. And I would just keep my Bible open to Psalms um, right on the arm of my couch where I would nurse Sophie so that I would, if I was sitting there to nurse, I would, instead of picking up my phone, like it, my Bible would already be open. And I had a friend who was like, okay, let's read through Psalms together. So we would read through Psalms. And a lot of time it was more like, you know, doing, doing it, hoping that the emotions would follow a lot of times in that time, like just mm. doing it because I knew I was supposed to be doing it, even if I didn't feel like it, because it was like, that was how I was forcing my eyes to stay on God to keep yeah. me from sinking is what it felt like at that mm-hmm. time. And I, I'm down the road, like in 2017, 2018, things did get bad again. And I did end up going like a medical road and a counseling route. And I, I had a Christian doctor at the time, which was extremely helpful for me in that route. But yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it was keeping my, not letting my mind run away with whatever and just keeping my mind focused on, on God and mm-hmm. making, mm-hmm. using my free time wisely. Mm-hmm. I can hear the words of the, the song um, Oceans. Oh yeah. And you know that? Yeah. Keep my eyes above the waves and like yeah. that, that was essentially your prayer through it all. And I mean, it mm-hmm. was for me too. It just, for all those difficult times, it was almost a desperation mm-hmm. to cling closer because you didn't know if you were going to make it sometimes. Yeah. But if you held on, it's like that woman who desperately tried to just grasp the hem of mm-hmm. his garment. You know, if you just get that little bit of Jesus, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna be okay. So mm-hmm. totally, I could totally relate. Yeah. And even like, I just remember being there, being in our little house that we had at that time, Uh, my husband and I slept on the living room floor for 15 months (laughs) because Sophie was born. That's where there was room. And he would work. He was just working so much. I was just, we loved living there, but it was such a tough spot for him to work. And I remember Haley was two. Sophie was a newborn and just trying to get to church after no sleep. And I'd be in, in the shower if I managed to take one, just feeling like, spiritual warfare like satan does not yeah. want me to go to church he does That's right you know he That's he right. would attack me all night long in the dark like he would mm-hmm. be putting dark thoughts in my head he would attack me all night and he would he didn't i could feel that he did not want me to go to church and i just felt like getting just getting in the doors of church was like the yeah you know, part of fighting back, like, and I would get there and sometimes the kids would be still in pajamas and they'd get (laughs) changed there. There was one nice older lady there that would like help with the kids, take one of the babies. And I just remember like, if we sung, if we sang that song, uh, Lord, I need you. Oh yeah. Time, I would just be sobbing because I'd be like, I do, I do need you. I think it says like yep. every hour I need you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, this is true. I do. This is so true. But I just felt like I just needed to keep doing, like moving forward, doing the next yeah. thing to like get, not let Satan win. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt like, yeah, a fight or warfare. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the spiritual warfare is so real. I feel like, I feel like I've just gotten real great new revelation, say even just the past year, maybe probably even the last couple of years, but just where, where I'm really feeling an Im- impact my faith personally and, mm-hmm. and my talking and my relationship with God, just the past year of how real the devil's <laughs> tricks and schemes are and so much more on an individual level of our thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's other ways he's doing things for sure, but it's our thoughts and so much more. I mean, the, the armor of God, I could have mentioned that before and right before it goes through what the armor of God is, right? In, in uh, Ephesians, mm-hmm. Paul is then talking about the, well, the spiritual warfare part, but yes, our fight is not against flesh and blood. Right. Mm-hmm. So even when we have those difficulties, like I think I think a majority of them, at least talking with other Christian women, mainly, that is where we're hit the hardest is in our is in our thoughts. And mm-hmm. then sometimes and it's still actually an effect of our thoughts, but sometimes the way other people are. So whether it's our kids or our mm-hmm. spouse or even even parents like as adults, our parents Mm -hmm. or siblings or sisters, right? Just any of those close relationships that we have, it's like, they are going to be attacked, especially if you think you're doing anything good for the kingdom of God. I have (laughs) that attack. Come on more and more. Like if I am doing a lot, I, I seem to have different projects going on or I'm talking to people or I'm really, even like how you said, Kristen, go, going to church, right? I have had so many times that brought against me to, to not go to church. And sometimes I've not gone to church. It's like, this is just too much. I'm just not going to go. And then other times when I've, when I've really had the victory, right? God's had the victory overall, but I've been able to overcome that feeling of like, oh yeah, I'm just not going to go to church. And sometimes it's just like, I don't feel like it. That must mean Mm. there's something really good at that service. If you're thinking Mm. in your head, I just don't feel like going. And I know for me too, when I've had those moments and I still push myself to go, boy, am I glad I am. And then I tell myself, you know, and I would have missed this. And I needed to hear this. It's all, it never fails. <laughs> yeah. Every time you push yourself to go, it's, you get exactly what you need. And I'm like, why do I even entertain the thought of not going? But it's because, it's because of that one out there who's uh-huh. trying to get us to not, <laughs> to not go. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's really, I guess, shaped a lot of how I do things now as an adult because it's made me really, I have always had such a love for kids. And I still have a love for all kids, but I feel like a real deep passion for the the kids in the church that they would, I guess, like do better than I did, not in that Mm -hmm. way, but that they would be able to have a faith that feels more real to them, that instead of just hearing Bible stories like over and over again, that they would actually learn about who God is and have a relationship with him and that uh, so I like really like to teach my kids some apologetics and I know that Mm -hmm. as parents we can do everything right and in the end still our kids have their own free will to choose Um, but I just really have a love for the kids in the church and seeing them go deeper and really learn to figure things out for themselves study for themselves instead of Mm -hmm. just 
be given the Sunday school answers. And so that's really shaped what I've done as an adult in terms of choosing to homeschool my kids. And then I do a lot of children's ministry in the different places that we've lived in the different churches that we've lived in. And I feel really strongly about the importance of that. So that's kind of what's come, I guess, in full circle from mm-hmm. <laughs> everything. Well, that is a great story and definitely a story that shares about him. I like that. How you said that at the beginning, right? I like to share my stories to share uh, just a little, little bit on about how we, right. And how we can worship him and just do that in different ways and just be able to really talk about people's testimonies in this, mm. in this way, right. To be able to talk about, um, just a little bit more candidly, you know, like, what are your issues? Like, what are your issues? Isn't the word, but what are your, what is it that you've dealt with in life and, and overcome it or mm-hmm. are still dealing with? Cause actually I want to really make that a clear point to our listeners too, is that a testimony is not, does not need to be because you've oh, finally overcome something. Sometimes a testimony is about, I'm still here. Yeah. And like surviving, I am not healed of anxiety. Like I still take medication for anxiety and I still have Mm. to be super aware of what I read and what I watch, Mm. what I allow into my mind. And I still need to stay focused on God because it, it it didn't go away, but I was Mm. never, he never left me. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what makes each time that it gets hard, it's less hard than the first time, because I know now, I know he's not going to leave me. And I know that it's going to get better again. The first time Mm -hmm. it was all so new. And I I felt, you know, hopeless other than that he was with me. But now, you know, I've seen what he's done. And I've seen his faithfulness in my life. And I know that he will do it again. And that makes the future struggles just uh, the littlest bit easier doesn't mean it's easy but I know that he is not going to leave me I know he's there I know he's going to bring me through it Mm -hmm. and that I think that's what helps as we go through struggles as well as we're more prepared for the next one Mm -hmm. and that's why I try to let my kids see me struggle too as much as is age appropriate so they can see like this is hard for mom. Mom's having a hard time right now. Mm-hmm. And, but mom is trusting in God that it's going to be okay. And I know he's gonna, you know, stay with me through it because we've moved a lot with my husband's work. So we've moved, this is our fourth placement in the last 13 years. So Haley, she's 11. This is the fourth place she's lived every three or four years wow. we've moved. And it gets harder and harder each time to say goodbye to friends and start over. And I have learned that God has always provided some kind of friendship for us each Mm -hmm. time. He has made a way for us in each new place that we would go, even if it doesn't look exactly like what I maybe would have planned it to look, he has made a way for us. And we've tried to really just have open hands about where we would go next and let God lead us on that. Actually, that's mm-hmm. the verse I was talking about. It's in Exodus thirty three fifteen, And it says, if your spirit doesn't go with us, don't send us out from here or something. something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paraphrasing that we just want to go wherever God is going to lead us because we know 
you know, if we go where he sends us, then that it's going to work out. His hand is on it. And so that's what I've always tried to encourage Haley. Like God is going to provide friends for you. It might not look exactly like you want it to. And she'll say, well, how do you know? And I'll say, because he has time and time again, we can trust that he is going to be faithful because he has been faithful. And we can look at the times that he's already been faithful in our life and we can trust that he's going to continue to be faithful. And that, you know, I hope will help the kids grow their faith as well to see his faithfulness through their lives as well. Mm-hmm. Beautiful words to end on. <laughs> That's great, Kristen. Thanks so much for taking the time to meet with us today and get to record your thoughts. They are so valuable, definitely to me. And I think to Christine too, just, oh, to, yes. just to hear as individuals, as, as, as us, but it's so great that we get to record this and share this with other people. So any last words from you, Christine? Uh, n- no, I'm just processing it. <laughs> the, the last bit of what Kristen shared it. I mean, it's so uplifting. I, I mean, mm-hmm. not, not to, not to rejoice in any of your struggles because they were terrible, <laughs> but to rejoice in the fact that, you know, you are who you are because of them. And I love you more <laughs> because of them. I'm so glad I got to, you know, see a little bit deeper into your life. Mm. And I just feel closer to you now because I feel like we have way more in common than we realize. <laughs> <laughs> so right away, I'm thinking, I could, I could talk to Kristen. I could call, call her up and, you know, talk to her about this. And, and so just be encouraged listeners. If, you know, if you've been listening to your friends, you know, around you or just hearing stories, like call call your friends up and talk about these things because Mm. that's the whole point of just uplifting one another. And, you know, the scriptures talk about, you know, bearing one another's burdens and this is what it means sharing the, not just the good times because it's easy to you know get together mm-hmm. and laugh and eat yeah. and, and all of that good stuff which still do um all of those things but even in the hard times we need to cry with one another we need mm-hmm. to you know walk the hard walks with with each other and have those hard conversations with each other so I'm just blessed that you were here today Kristen so thank you oh, and I like what you said because I've I have always said, God saved me for sure, but he put human, my human friends in the place to be his hands because they never, they refused to let me drown. And (laughs) they, Mm. I will never in all time be able to express how thankful I am to those best friends. I have been my best friend since I was a kid who didn't let me drown in sin and they didn't let me drown in anxiety and they, they just never, they never let me drown. They just never let me go. And I'm so thankful to that. And I just think that's what we can be for each other as humans and just to, you know, be there for your friends and reach out if you're having a hard time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you mentioned too, that, you know, God sends those people that we need Mm-hmm. Um, so always be open, let your heart be open, no matter where you are in your life, whether you're physically moving, or you're just in a different stage in your life, just, you know, spiritually have your eyes and your ears and your heart open 
to who God is bringing into your life because you you might need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might be there for a purpose and a, and a season for your life. So I'm so grateful for God for doing that for for many seasons. And mm-hmm. I can I can tell you that you and Steph <laughs> have both been those special people who he has brought into my life for such a time as this. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for both of you. Awesome. Thank you. I feel the same way about the two of you. It's amazing how God works, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so you can continue the conversation on this talk or anything else on our website, firingupfaithandfamily.net. You can uh, subscribe if you haven't already, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And we will see you in another episode. Make sure you catch all our testimony ones. They're the best, but we've got lots of great episodes just to fire up your faith and family.